So I want to invite you to take a step back with me. Just be in this moment. Let's take a nice deep breath. And let's talk about self-care. Welcome to Boss Body, the podcast where successful women learn how to lose weight and get healthy in a way they can live forever. If you're successful in so many areas of your life, but can't seem to give yourself the same care and compassion you show everyone else, you're in the right place. I'm your host, Sarah Haas, women's weight loss and body love coach, and I'm here to help you create the light, joyful, energetic life you deserve. Hello there. Welcome to the Boss Body Podcast. Sarah Haas here, and I just want to thank you so much for joining me again this week. So if you are in the midst of the holiday season, as I am right now, those of you who may be listening to this later as a recording, don't worry, because what we're going to talk about today applies to our lives all year long, and that is stress stress and anxiety and low energy and what we need to do to counteract that. So I would say that we are living in an epidemic of anxiety and depression and fatigue. So many women that I work with are experiencing being anxious all the time and having trouble sleeping and having tight tight jaws and grinding their teeth at night and tightness in their shoulders and their neck. And I have shared with you all before, I am one of those guilty (laughs) as charged. I have struggled with anxiety for most of my life. And it's something that I am constantly working on and something that I see so many other people struggling with. And that's why I chose this for this topic today. We're busy and we're busy and we're busy and we're pushing. And no matter how much we do, we still feel like it's not enough. And we get caught in this vicious cycle because we push and we push. And the busier we get, the more stressed we feel. And then the more stressed we feel, our energy is lowered. And when we have low energy, we accomplish less. And then instead of resting, we push and push and try to get even more done. And then the cycle just keeps repeating itself. So I want to invite you to take a step back with me. Just be in this moment. Let's take a nice deep breath. And let's talk about self-care. All right. Self-care has become kind of a buzzword these days. We hear it all the time, but what does it really mean and how do we actually get it? So I want to talk about first what self-care actually is. So self-care is anything that you do for yourself that feels nourishing, that promotes physical and mental health, and that improves your general overall well-being. So I'm going to give you some examples here in a minute, but first I wanted to talk about the reasons that we don't engage in self-care and 
One is that we, when we think of self-care, we think of it as being overindulgent or being selfish. And we feel like stepping back and taking this time for ourselves takes away from the other people in our lives who need us or from the projects that we think we need to be accomplishing. Or we feel that self-care is being lazy. And when we are sitting around doing nothing, we feel like we feel guilty because of all the things that we're not getting done. So here's some of the most common objections that I hear from people when faced with the issue of self-care. The single most common reason that people give is I don't have time. I mean, think about it. How many times do you say this to yourself over and over and over again? I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. I don't have time. We feel like we don't have time to even halfway complete our to-do list in a day. And self-care is just at the bottom of the list. It's okay. I'll get to it someday, right? When I have time. And unfortunately, our society promotes that. We're expected to work long hours. We're expected to work through and not take vacation days. And it's this underlying belief that we always have to be productive, both at home and at work. And the truth is, there's always going to be a to-do list. No matter how many things you check off, more things are just going to keep adding on. And we're kidding ourselves if we tell ourselves, okay, just once I get this, this, and this done, then I'll rest because that time is not going to happen. Life keeps happening. And when you step back and actually take some time off to engage in self-care, you're going to relieve some of that stress of that never ending to do list of life just coming at you. You're going to sort of reset yourself. You're going to reduce the anxiety. You're going to sleep better. You're going to end up having more energy the next day. You're going to be more productive, more creative, more enthusiastic. So everything that you do, you're going to do better. So you're actually going to do more by doing less. So if you think you don't have time, trust me, your to-do list will still be there tomorrow. If you go ahead and go to bed and leave those dishes in the sink, eh, they'll be there tomorrow. You can do it then, right? <laughs> Sometimes you just have to let it go. You just have to say, okay, all this is still going to be here. I'm going to take a step back and practice some self-care. Another reason people often give is that I can't take time for myself because I have too many people depending on me. I have too many people and things that need me and need my time and attention, responsibilities. You've got kids or families and jobs. And actually, if you don't take time off, your body's eventually going to do it for you. So if you are burning the candle at both ends, if you are pushing and pushing and exhausting yourself, you're going to end up sick. You're going to end up hurt. You're going to end up pulling a muscle. <laughs> you're going to throw your back out. You're going to catch the flu. Something will force you to slow down. And then 
it's not going to be as convenient. Okay. You're not going to get to plan for this self-care. You're going to be forced into it and you're going to be out of commission and you're going to end up taking a whole lot more time away from the people that you care about and from the things that you want to get done than if you had just taken a little break for yourself. And another thing is when you're just going through the motions because you're tired and you're exhausted and you're burned out, but you feel this obligation to take care of everything and everyone, you're not fully plugged in. You're not present. You're not in the moment with the people that you are spending physical time with. And if you take the time to recharge when you are with them, your time is going to be so much more meaningful and so much more high quality. And it's actually going to improve your relationships because you're going to be able to be present for those people. You're going to be, they're going to be getting their, your best self instead of whatever's left over your exhausted self. And one more thing to consider is that you're setting an example to the people in your life of how to care for themselves, especially if you're a mom, you know, kids do as we do, not as we say. (laughs) And I'm sure that if you think back about how your parents modeled self-care, that probably has had an effect on the way that you are living now. So something to really think about is what am I modeling and how do I want my kids to treat themselves? Because by seeing you treating yourself well, that gives them permission to do the same. The third excuse that I hear a lot is that people feel like self-care is doing nothing and doing nothing is being lazy. So we have this phobia of laziness in our society. We don't want to be perceived as lazy. We guilt ourselves when we know we have things we think we should be doing and we aren't doing them. And I would like to help you change your mindset around the fact that you feel that self-care is doing, quote, nothing. So when I was going through cancer treatments a couple of years ago, I went through chemotherapy and radiation and surgery. So there was a lot of resting and recovery time required. And if you just saw me from the outside world, if you're a fly on the wall, you would see me lying on the couch day after day after day, looking like I'm doing nothing. But my body was doing so much internal work at the time. I was fighting cancer. I was dealing with the effects of chemotherapy and flushing the toxins back out of my body. I had so much physical healing going on inside. And when you are doing internal work, it may look like nothing is happening externally. 
And it's not just physical internal work. Like when you're sick and your body is healing itself, it can also be mental and emotional work. If you are dealing with grief or disappointment or anger or loss or some difficult situation in your life, it's going to require some internal work. And if you are busy, busy, busy working, doing, being productive, you don't give yourself that time to process and do that emotional work. So it takes some stepping back and giving yourself downtime so that you can work through those things. So when you're just sitting and taking deep breaths, or when you take a slow walk outside, you are doing a lot internally. You are recharging your battery. You're rejuvenating your physical body. Your hormones are balancing. You're resetting your parasympathetic and sympathetic nervous systems, which is your fight or flight and your anxiety. You're, you're digesting, you're healing, whatever it is that's going on. There's so much going on below the surface. So self-care is not doing nothing. You're actually doing a whole lot when you're participating in self-care. If you overindulged a bit over the holidays, oh my goodness, have I got the thing for you. Coming up February 6th, I'm kicking off my free five-day break up with sugar challenge. We're going to slay that sugar dragon and change your relationship with sugar forever. You will not believe what can happen in just five short days. A major decrease in cravings for sugar and unhealthy snacks, skyrocketing your energy from the time you get up till the time you go to bed, clearer thinking, higher productivity, better mood, clearer skin, better sleep, and bonus, start releasing weight immediately. It's a total reboot for your taste buds so you can get control over your cravings instead of your cravings controlling you. Join me for this free challenge by signing up at sarahhaaswellness.com and I'll also put a link in the show notes below. See you there. And another one I hear sometimes is that self-care is expensive. So a lot of times when we think of self-care, we think it has to be a massage or it has to be a spa day or, you know, it has to be getting, getting a makeover or taking a vacation or a night out. And those all are wonderful self-care activities, but not realistic for most of us, either financially or time-wise, to do on a, on a regular enough basis. And there are so many self-care activities that you can do that don't have to cost anything. Consider the costs of medical care for your physical or mental health if you end up breaking down because of a lack of self-care, wages lost from missing work. So spending some money on yourself can actually save you time and money in the future. So as you can see, so many of this comes back to your mindset 
around self-care and you aren't going to make changes in your life if you don't first change your mindset around it because your thoughts become actions and your actions create your outer reality. They create your life. So you have to start by changing your thoughts and your beliefs around self-care so that you will start changing your actions and actually incorporating some of this into your life. The fact is self-care is proven to reduce stress improve your immune system, lower your risk of illness, and that includes heart disease, stroke, and even cancer. It can increase productivity, increase your energy, increase your concentration, improve self-esteem, and that all goes back to thoughts create actions. And if you have better self-esteem, it's going to make a huge difference in the actions that you take in your life. And even small acts of self-care can end up making a big impact. So I mentioned earlier, I was going to give you some suggestions, and I'm sure that you know a lot of these, and you probably have practices that you want to get back to or that you've tried in the past and haven't stuck with consistently. But some of these could be deep breathing exercises, meditating, mindfulness, prayer, journaling. One of the self-care practices that I do very regularly is yoga. It could be meeting up with your friends and your family, just doing anything fun and engaging with other people. It could be reading, or I like to listen to audiobooks and <clears throat> podcasts, obviously. <laughs> Um, another one could be doing something creative just for the heck of it. Who cares what it comes out to be? You know, whether you're an artist or whatever, just do it. Just do it for the act of doing it. It could be taking a nap. It could be literally just doing nothing, which I will tell you, I do nothing for a little while every single day. It's a little harder now when it's cold, but I love to go outside and sit on my back porch. I find ways to do it now, but it's more like taking a walk and bundled up. But I love being in nature. I love just being still and being mindful in the moment and listening to the sounds of the birds and the wind and, and whatever. Uh, it just really calms me and grounds me and brings down my stress and anxiety. Sometimes we need a nap. Sometimes we need more rest. We need to get to bed earlier. There's so many little things you can do for self-care that will really add up. And doing these things consistently is absolutely the key. Self-care needs to be a regular maintenance activity, not something that you wait to do when you have a crisis or a breakdown, like getting sick, okay, or throwing your back out and then you finally go to the chiropractor. Think about your car and why your car requires regular maintenance. It requires gas. It requires oil changes. It requires tune-ups and air in the tires. Otherwise, something drastic will happen and we should be treating our bodies as well as we treat our cars. 
And this requires checking in with yourself regularly, slowing down, taking a step back and listening to your body and asking yourself, how are you doing and what do you need right now in this moment? And when you become more in tune with your body's signals and your emotions, you will much more easily identify where you're out of balance and what you need to do to bring yourself back into balance. So I always like to try to give you an action step so that you can start working on the things that we talk about here on this podcast. And so based on everything that we've talked about today, I would like for you to choose one self-care behavior that you would like to incorporate into your routine and think about how you can work that in, how you can make time for it over this next week. And then build up to practicing that every day. It could be a 10 minute walk. It could be a five minute breathing exercise. It could be having a cup of tea in the evening while you watch TV, whatever. I want you to think about one way that you can treat yourself as someone who you love and who deserves care. And then let me know. I want to hear from you. How does this change you? How does this change your life? How does it affected your well-being and the quality of your life and your relationships and ultimately your energy and your productivity? So be sure to share that with me in the comments. All right, that is what I have for you today. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it and I will see you again next time. Thank you so much for being here. I'm honored that you've chosen to spend your time with me and allowed me to be part of your journey. If you like what you're hearing, remember to subscribe to the podcast and share it with anyone you think would benefit. I'll see you soon.